0: welcome to The Remedy with Tobacito. So happy to be with you today. So happy to have another show. And um, we are just going to continue on um, piggyback from last week. We didn't finish, Kevin.
1: It's like a sequel episode.
0: Yes. Sequel <laughs> cool. episode because we could not get through <laughs> all the questions. That
1: went by really fast. God,
0: it did. And it was so much fun. It
1: was. That's one of the most fun shows I've ever done. Yeah,
0: it really was. That puts a lot of pressure on today.
1: Yeah, it does. Oh, <laughs> uh, now today's is going to suck. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Don't say that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everyone just exited out. Well, now the
1: pressure's <clears throat> off, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, no pressure. Um, okay, today's sponsor is um, Dave and Taylor out of Austin. They are uh, great fans of The Remedy, and they um, they gave a very large donation. So they have been able to sponsor multiple shows.
1: Dave and Taylor.
0: Dave and tay Thank you
1: guys very much.
0: Oh, love them. And so appreciative. Of, Thanks
1: for keeping our mics on.
0: Yes. Of all of our sponsors, if you are interested in being a sponsor of The Remedy, we would just so appreciate it. Uh, it's so easy. All you have to do is go to Tovicito.com, click on The Remedy, and click on Make a Contribution. And any amount helps. So... Thank you, thank you to all of you. So many people over the last year have been incredibly generous, Um, but I know there's a lot of people who listen who are well-intended and want to contribute. They just always forget or get distracted. So um, we, yeah, but we need you. So uh, if you're interested in sponsoring an episode, we would very much appreciate it. So uh, and we make it very easy, or you can Venmo me. That's another easy thing to do and then I'll transfer it to Kev. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So today we are finishing up the questions. I was looking through the list Kev and I'm, I'm nervous because I think we have more questions left than we tackled or maybe just the questions oh, really? are, are longer. Yeah. There's
1: more left than we got to in the first installment. I think so.
0: Maybe it's going to be all right. Um, do you have any questions for me?
1: No. And I did last week, and now I don't remember what they are. I should have wrote them down. You had... I did have one.
0: You said...
1: I asked you before the show, and you were going to bring it yes. up, and I forgot.
0: Yeah, we didn't bring it up. You... Did you ask me if, if anything is hard for me to talk about?
1: If anything would make you uncomfortable, I think.
0: Or just... Yeah, does anything make me uncomfortable? Yeah,
1: I think that's it. Is there a conversation topic that would make you uncomfortable? Hmm. And has that ever happened on any of the previous shows, like talking about ED or something? I don't know. It didn't yeah, seem to bother you. But. Yeah.
0: That, that, that one was not not totally easy yeah. for me. Uh, no. I don't think anything makes me uncomfortable. I think the only thing that makes me uncom- like really uncomfortable is when, uh, like I got uncomfortable last week. When, and that's why I was like, "How about you answer this question?" I did get. A, I don't want to talk. Uh, Your dating life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk so much about that.
1: I can understand that. Yeah,
0: and I don't want to talk about. Uh, I don't want to talk about Topher. That's yeah. hard for me too. Yeah. Um. You have before though. Yeah, I have, and I will. But it, it's those. Yeah. Th- those are the conversations. Those two topics. Th- this is what I notice. I never really think about what I'm saying. But those two topics, I put a lot of thought into what I'm saying and how I say it.
1: Yeah. You can't just be as let it all out. Yes. You know, you got to choose your words a little more yes. carefully. Yeah.
0: It, like the whole dating... Uh, I have to tell you. So I, I've, I've been going out with someone and he's very well known in his community. And last night there was a football game and one of my friends texted me that a lot of people were talking about us dating and that made me uh, sweat. Yeah. Like I'm like, ugh. so yes, people talking about me dating me talking about like, I don't want to talk. About you don't want that. that attention. I don't want that attention. I don't even want, I, and you know what I think it is, Kev, I, now that I'm saying this, I think that when I was getting divorced, there was so much chatter and speculation about why I was getting divorced I hated it
1: That brings back those old feelings. I think it's
0: PTSD from yeah, that yeah I mean I think that totally PTSD makes sense. might be exaggerated well, <laughs> but yeah I bad. but like I I really think that it it's like please don't talk about that yeah. you know like I don't and you know what's really not nice is when people, Speculate about what other people are going through, especially if it's a divorce or something, or something with their kids, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're talking about it or speculating about it, and
1: whatever they've heard, they're assigning to you without yes. knowing if any of it's true. And you know, and it, it, we're all guilty of that I yes, think, at times.
0: Yes, I mean the very thing that I hate. I've done, mm-hmm. but I have to say, we shouldn't do that. Yeah. because we don't know we don't know about people's kids we don't know about people's families we don't know about people's marriages there's all kinds of talk and chatter and, and speculation two sides to every story oh there's three there's mm-hmm. <laughs> mine yours and yeah. then the truth you know i mean i really believe that so i don't know i just i think that for so long you know when people are getting divorced everybody wants to know why mm-hmm. and that that sucks yeah. Like that, that's hurtful. It can be very hurtful. And you know what? Even let's just say it's like, it's not your fault. I didn't, I, I, I you don't want it to be their fault either. And you ha- need to protect them because especially if you have children,
1: but you can't avoid it being a very judgy situation, you know?
0: Oh, that everybody has to assign a blame and everybody needs to pick us, pick a side, you know? And, and the truth is, they don't. Yeah. They don't. When I, when I was getting divorced, I was like, you don't need to choose Topher or I. Like, be friends with both of us. Yeah. Love both of us. We both need it. I
1: hope I never know what it's like to go through that, honestly. You
0: won't, <laughs> you won't know. You won't know. You won't know, Kevy Kev. <laughs> I hope you're right. <laughs> I believe you, you are right. Yes, I am right. Okay, so let's get started. Question number one for today. I love Jesus, but I don't like to go to church. Does that make God mad?
1: Boy, I can relate to this one too.
0: Why don't you like to go to church?
1: Because I was raised strict Catholic, and I just have a lot of bad memories of that. I don't know,
0: like the church institution left a like yes. the institution left a bad taste absolutely in
1: your mouth. made me feel much more. Badly about myself than ever, you know, feeling good about faith and church, and, and
0: isn't that sad? Yeah, like, it that sucks. is not our God. No, that is not our God. Any church that makes you, I, I think that church sh- should be convicting. You know, I want to be convicted. I want to, I want to feel something mm-hmm. when I go. Like, oh yeah, I could work on that, or but I don't want to feel bad.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's, that's a big difference,
1: especially a, you know at a time in your life, like, because it was when I, when I got to, like, middle school, high school that basically I started all the time feeling like everything you're doing is wrong, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, of course. And,
1: yeah, it's just not not good, not a good feeling. So I think there's a lot of, I don't want to call it trauma, but just negative no. feelings that I have from, from I shirts. think it is
0: trauma. Like, uh, one thing that um, Janice has taught me, like, growing up in the faith that I grew up in, I... I oh yeah, you came no a really doubt strict one. You I know experienced it. religious abuse. There's no I one thousand percent believe that. Yeah,
1: you for sure know where I'm coming from. Yeah,
0: I get it, I get it, and I mean, I love church and I love going to church, but I have to tell you, ever since I got divorced, going to church is really hard for me.
1: Is it because of the community?
0: No, it's because I don't want to sit there alone.
1: Well, when, I mean, wouldn't you go with your kids?
0: No, because they go to youth.
1: Oh, okay. That's so right. they
0: go to youth ministry. So it's just me. Right. And that's hard. Yeah. It's like that's the only place that I feel strange about yeah. being alone. I will go alone anywhere.
1: Me too. I don't. I don't never had a problem with eating alone or watching movies alone or anything like that. No,
0: I don't have a problem with any of those things. But going to church alone. It's hard for me. Is because so, you
1: associate it with going with family before, probably.
0: Or? Like I, yeah, I think so. And and it's such a family oriented thing, for sure. You know, like everybody is going to church with their family or their spouse, and they're sitting there, they're holding hands. It's just hard for me. It's like going to church and sitting alone is hard for me. And so, I like and my kids, they'll go, and I'll go with girlfriends. But so, so, I mean, all to say, I don't think that church means, I don't, I don't think not going to church makes God mad. No, I don't think that that makes God mad. I think that a lot of people find worship, I mean, church is worship, right?
1: Of course. That's kind of the, yeah, the fundamental
0: purpose, right? Yes. And, and I think that going to church, um, helps create community. So if you you don't have community, I think it's a great place to find that. But it's really about connecting with God, right? It's about worshiping and connecting with God. And so I believe the gospel according to Tova, that church can be on Katie trail, that it can be around on a bike around White Rock Lake. I think it can be in your car listening to worship music. I think that, it can be in your home. I mean, I I have church every morning. You know, with my time with God, because like I'm connecting with Him. I think church is connecting with God, and I think that people, especially here in the South, uh, you know, going to church is a sh- can be a show. Mm-hmm. It can be see and be seen. Mm-hmm. You know, it can. I mean, it can. It can. And there's,
1: it's just another manifestation of your fake self, like your social media social media self. Yeah, you know what I mean?
0: I think there's a lot of that. Yeah, I, and, do, I do too. And I think that I don't think that going to church means anything when it comes to like who you are. I don't think it. I don't think that if I go to church every Sunday, I'm a better person than somebody who doesn't go to church at all. I don't think. I don't think the two are correlated. I think. I mean, I've said it before, I think there's a lot of assholes who sit in pews every Sunday. Yeah. You know? And I'm not impressed with who they are as people. Um, but it's great that they go to church, but I don't think it's I don't think that that it's a character flaw if you're not going to church and I don't think it's it says anything about you if you're if you do sit in a pew. Yeah. I don't think it gives you an up. No. <laughs> you know? I don't either.
1: And I've never felt connected with God in a, in a Catholic church, a Catholic mass. And I've, um, you know, been to thousands of them.
0: Yeah. And so wherever you connect with God, I say yeah. that's your church. Really? I like that. Because that's what, I mean, and I, I bet there's a lot of like, I bet there's a lot of people who don't like that I'm saying that. And I, I don't mean to, I think that there are a ton of people who go to church and connect with God there. And I think that's amazing. I,
1: and Yeah. I think my parents do. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I, I think it's amazing. If, I think if you can find that in a church, that's awesome. But the truth is, since I got divorced, if I don't have a girlfriend to go to church with, I will drop my kids off because they love going to church. I mean, they love going to youth ministry. So I drop them off, and I wear workout clothes, and I go to Katie Trail, and I listen to the sermon while I'm walking or on a jog. And that's that's one of the ways that I connect with God.
1: That's yeah, a good way to kill two birds, too. I mean, <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. I love it. Going to church it. and
1: working out at the same time. I
0: love it. You know, but, And if somebody judged me for that, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I so I think that I, I, I'm glad whoever wrote this loves Jesus. I think you should keep loving Jesus, and I think you should find the place where you connect with God, and I think that's what you should do. However you connect with God, however you see God, however you feel God, that's what that's that's what's important. I think that's what God wants. Yeah, is you connecting with Him? I agree. Um. Okay. This question, next question: What was the hardest part about adopting? I know this is a terrible question, but you asked to, you said to ask, and I'm wondering if you love them and look at them like your birth children.
1: That's a great question. That's a good question. Yeah.
0: Um. Okay, so I'll take that because it's two questions. So, what was the hardest part about adopting? Um. The, the red tape, like all the BS that you have to go through. Yeah. And the cost. <laughs> associated, and just like the logistics. The logistics of, an, of my, adopting my children from Ghana were a nightmare. Yeah. That, that was the hardest part. And the weight, you know? Like, when I saw my children, I knew they were my children. And then I, I, I couldn't get them for a, a long time. That, that is awful. That was hard. It was really hard. Especially
1: when you knew um, oh, yeah. the quality of life they were experiencing at that time. It was awful. Yeah.
0: And then you just have to leave and come back and, and wait for a process that's corrupt. Yeah, It was really hard. It was really, really, really hard. Um, okay, the second part, I know this is a terrible question, but you asked, okay, I'm wondering if you love them and look at them like your birth children. 1,000%. And I have to say, it is a great question because after I lost Charlie and Louisa, the reason, you know, people would say to me all the time, why don't you guys just adopt? And it, that question actually offended me. Mm-hmm. It actually made me mad because I felt like I was like, it's not a puppy. Yep. You know, I'm not replacing.
1: I think a lot of a couples dog. feel that way.
0: And so it it really bothered me. But, um, and I it bothered me because I was afraid. I was afraid that, I mean, the very reason I said no to adoption was because I was. convinced that if I adopted, I would never love them the way that I loved them. Yeah, you were
1: adamant about having, you know... For sure. I just Having you conceived your child.
0: Yeah, and I thought that would not be fair to an adopted... Like, if if somebody's going to adopt, then they need to have the capacity to love them the way that they deserve to be loved, and I did not think that I had that capacity. So you
1: were being honest with yourself.
0: Oh, for sure, and anybody who suggested it. Yeah. But I have to tell you, I mean... A thousand percent. A th- like, a thousand percent. I <laughs> love my kids the same exact way. Um,
1: I figured that was for sure your answer oh, there. Oh,
0: gosh. A hundred thousand percent. Um, I remember before I adopted them, I spoke... I asked a woman in, in the church. She had, she had adopted one daughter, and then she had two other daughters. And I asked her, like could you, like, do you really, do you really, I'm like, you know, hand on Uh hand, like, do you really love her the same way that, and she was like, uh, of course. I just, I really thought there was an element of BS because I thought that that was completely impossible Yeah. and it's totally and completely possible. So that's how I I was, was
1: with marriage. I always thought that was like the dumb. I'm like, no, I think that's the dumbest idea. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. It's like, first of all, it's too weird to be a one person forever. And I mean, and even if it is possible, then there's no need to get married. Like, it's just totally pointless. So, and look at you. And now I believe in it one thousand percent. So,
0: why do you it's believe in it now?
1: Because when I met my wife, I just knew. I know it's like totally cliche, but it's no. true. Like when you know, you know. And I just, I just knew.
0: Did you know it right from the beginning? How far into it?
1: Pretty quick, yeah. How far? Um, well, we had dated very briefly, and it, it didn't last that long because she was, had a lot of bad relationships and was scared to get involved, but we stayed friends, and I ended up dating another girl, and I think when I was dating that other girl, we were both just thinking about each other all the time. Like, we knew that, you know, both we had screwed up, we wanted to be together, but now I'm in this other relationship. So, like, the second that ended with the other person, we immediately started dating, and that's, that's when I knew for sure, like, this is something that I can do forever.
0: How long did y'all break up?
1: Um, it wasn't even a breakup like we dated her for like 2 weeks and then oh. uh, and then we were apart for like 3 months. But still friends and we hung out all the time and I told one of my buddies I'm like I don't think I can hang out with her anymore like this is just driving me crazy like I'm like I, I can't even be friends anymore like I can't be around this girl cuz I just really, you know, cuz you liked her so much Yeah, cuz I just really wanted to be with her. Plus I know it sounds arrogant but I wasn't used to not getting my way and like I was like shocked that I'm like she like ditched me like <laughs> not that i'm like so great but I, uh, this wasn't you know
0: oh, that's hard though yeah I mean, we talked about that We're last used week to, like
1: rejection you know yes
0: we talked about that last week remember when i was like have you ever has somebody ever rejected like broken up and then like you they did not want to be with you and you just so desperately wanted to be with them like we talked about that. Yeah, like I've never had redated someone for hell. a while
1: and that happened, which sounds horrible. That never really happened to me where I was in like a long-term relationship where I got broken up with. So I just think I wasn't yeah, used to that. That's hard. It is.
0: Yeah. That, that, would, that would kill me. That, that would be really hard.
1: That would be horrible. I don't, I don't know what that's like. And I
0: know a lot of people know what that's like. You've never like. been through a breakup like that? No.
1: Yeah, me either.
0: No, I haven't. But I, 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 and I pray I don't. I, I think I that's a big fear of mine. You know what I think, Kev? I think that if I felt like that was going to happen, I would break up.
1: Really? Yes. Like you could, so wouldn't even allow that possibility? I, yes. Is that like a control thing, you think, or, I, or yes. just a fear thing, I don't know.
0: Yeah, both. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that if I if I was really interested in someone and I felt like they were just mildly interested in me. I think I would get out before I could get hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified to get hurt. I'm terrified. Really terrified. But
1: you can't let that control you.
0: No, but I bet I do.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm sure it manipulates your decision-making a lot. Yeah,
0: I think it does. That's, that's probably something I really need, need to work on now that we're talking about it.
1: Talk, bring that up to Janice.
0: Yeah, I did. <laughs> Jazz <Just! laughs> Let's
1: get her on next Nine week to talk one. about this.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm scared. I'm scared to be hurt. I think that I think that getting divorced was so traumatic for me and that pain was so traumatic for me that I do take precautions in dating and I know that sounds weird, and I'm not going to tell you what precautions I take. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm not, Yeah, I don't want to get hurt. Yeah, at, at all. Uh, okay, next question. How old are you? Forty-eight.
1: Yeah, I don't think you've ever been reserved about sharing that on, no. on the show.
0: Forty-eight years old. Um, how much do you charge to speak? <laughs> Well, it depends where I'm speaking. That's a blunt question, though. Yeah. I'm curious. <laughs> it depends what I'm doing. I If I'm going to, it depends. It depends what the institution is. It depends what the cause. It depends. Case by case? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you usually shoot them a proposal or do they make you an offer?
0: It kind of goes, sometimes people just say, we want you to come speak. What is your fee? Right. And other times they'll say, We really want you to speak. Here's our budget. Mm-hmm. Is that is that doable? Possible, yeah. Yeah. So but uh that's it's it's a it's a privilege to speak. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Um okay. With all your loss, how did you never lose or question your faith or get angry with God? I read it in your book, but it's still so hard to believe.
1: That is hard to believe.
0: And this person said, I'm mad at God, and I've lost so much less than you.
1: Yeah. How did you not feel forsaken?
0: That's a, I like that word. Um, God, that's a great word, Kev. I think I did feel that at times. So
1: there was some bitterness.
0: Not bitterness. Or
1: anger, just...
0: Not anger, just forsaken. Yeah. Forgotten. Um, left. Alone. Abandoned. Abandoned. Yes. Yes. I felt that like even saying those words associated with my grief can like put a lump in my throat. Yeah. That's how I felt. And I felt, I just felt really lonely. I just felt really, really lonely. I mean, losing, losing my children made me feel very lonely and sad. So sad. Um, you know, today is, is Louisa's 15th birthday and I woke up today and just closed my eyes and thought about her. She was your first. No, Charlie was first.
1: Oh, I don't know why I thought that was inverted.
0: Charlie, Charlie was first. Louisa's, so she would be 15 today and I just closed my eyes and I thought about what she would look like and I you know what I, I as hard as I try I can't see it yeah i can't I can't see it um, i don't I don't know how I did not lose my faith or or get angry with God I think that I made that choice to not do those things because I definitely feel like I knew that those Emotions would not be productive. I just knew that it would not take me to the place that I wanted to go. Yeah, to be angry would be wasteful, and to be uh, and to lose my faith. Are you kidding? That's like, like the only thing that I had. You know, if I lost my faith, then in a sense, I would lose my kids. Yeah, because God was, you know, if if I believe that they're in heaven, and the, then they're with Him then that's my only connection to them. It was where he is. And so losing my faith wasn't an option
1: at well, all. And I think that's a major benefit of having faith and can, yeah. you know, a relationship with God is that when something like this happens, you have that there as comfort you know, to fall back on. For sure. So it, it almost seems you know pointless to go the opposite direction when something like that happens. Yeah. But I could still see where, it, where people would go there 100%. Oh, it,
0: it happens a lot. Yeah. It really happens a lot. I mean, I saw it at the church all the time where people lost their faith or questioned God or got angry at God or, you know, just stopped believing because a good God wouldn't let this happen, whatever this was. And, you know, I just think that we live in a fallen, broken world where God's not controlling everything and that's... Probably just as hard for him as it is for us. Yeah, You know, it's like, it's like your kids, you know, I can't control every decision that they make. I can't control their choices, but if they stub their toe or do something that has big consequences, I feel it. Yeah. I feel it. And I'm sad for them. Um, even if I can't fix it or control it or do anything about it, like I just have to watch them go through it. And I think, and it's hard. And I think that's how God feels with us. I think it's hard for him, too.
1: Yeah, you can't right.
0: control everything. No.
1: All control is an illusion.
0: Yes. Yes, Janice taught it. Doesn't that. stop me
1: from being obsessed with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I answered this one last week. Uh, what does Kevin look like? Which <laughs> you didn't answer up. it there, did you? Yeah, we oh, set you the camera you on you. Oh, you did look at the camera. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, That's right. Yeah. So we've got a we've got to post that one up so people can actually see. You know what? We'll take a picture. We'll take a picture too. Um, you
1: could also just look me up on social media. Oh or yeah, or you know?
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm easy to find. Yeah. That's but people don't know your last name.
1: I think if you just search Kevin E, it will come up, but my last name's Ebeling, but people are always like, what was that? Because it's this weird sounding, but, um, yeah, on my page and stuff, it always says like parentheses Kevin E, so people should be able to look it up that way. Okay. On Instagram, I think it's...
0: K-E-P-X. Yeah. You can find that,
1: K-E-P-X Live, or you can search K-R Ebeling on Instagram or K-E-P-X Live on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. It's all out there. (laughs) Hope, uh, yeah, you'll probably be disappointed, but, you know, (laughs) go and check it out.
0: (laughs) No way. You're fabulous. (laughs) Um. Okay, you officiated a wedding of one of my friends, and it was my favorite wedding I've ever been to. How did you make it so personal? So that's such a nice thing to say, and such a good question. So whenever I officiate somebody's wedding, I you have to go through premarital counseling with me. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and one of the reasons that I want people to do that is so that I can, because I don't. I will not just, um, like, if somebody called me and was like, I'm getting married in a month, will you officiate it? I'm not going to just, it's not a transaction for me. Um, I won't, like, I I just, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to get to know you. It's so funny how people view weddings, right? What do they talk about? What do do people talk about if they talk about the wedding? You
1: you should have seen
0: her dress. Oh, of course. You should have seen... The, 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 food, band, the, music, the band the the band was amazing the food was outrageous and the truth is in my opinion I'm like come on like it's about it's about the ceremony like for me the if I ever get married again I don't give a shit about any of that stuff like the vows that's what I'm gonna care about how I feel when I'm standing there yeah. looking at him you know and it's not going to be about the the groom's cake. Yeah. You know, it's just not. And all of those things are fun. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm going to a wedding tonight and I can't, I mean, I cannot wait. I love weddings. Yeah. Weddings are fun. Oh, they're so much fun. But I, the ceremony is so sacred. I mean, it's, that is, that is like one of the most holy, important, if it's the most important, holy precious moment of your entire life.
1: Definitely the most important part of my life so far.
0: Yes. And yet, and so I want, if I'm going to officiate a wedding, I, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be holy, important, precious. Like, and, and in order f- to make that happen as the officiant, I have to know you. I have to, I have to know you. I want to know your relationship. I want to know, I want to... So premarital counseling is a big part of it, and so that's that's how I make it so personal, because I really know the couple intimately, like, in a in a really unique way. I mean, I'm they're with me like six eight weeks.
1: Yeah, I assumed completely now that you were officiating for that you already knew them personally.
0: A lot of people I don't. Some I do. Some I don't. Yeah. Some I I mean some of them I don't know at all, but I get to know them. Yeah, it's
1: yeah, yeah. Awesome.
0: I mean, I love them. I love them. I think that's great. Um, How do you know when God answers your prayers? Kev? How do you know when God answers your prayers?
1: I, I don't know. I know that when I can see, you know, sometimes you'll see signs, but it's hard for me to say because I pray, but I don't ask God for anything. So I don't know. You don't? No. I include things about, like, you know, protecting my family and things like that. But, so I guess I know, since everyone's safe, that, you know, they're being answered. But, no, I don't ever ask for anything, really. For anything specific. Yeah.
0: All I do is ask for things.
1: My prayers are very boilerplate. It's pretty much always the same thing. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. It's almost like an Our Father or Hail Mary. It's, like, already pre-written. You know what I mean? (laughs)
0: Mine are not. <laughs> yeah, I think that's much um, more normal. But no, there's. A, I don't think there's normal. Um, I think that. I think the hardest part. Um, I think peop, Some. I think this person asked. And I, in fact, a guy asked me this question. And I think that, not that that matters, but I think that everybody, everybody has this question. You know. And I think it's so. Like if I pray for something and then I get that thing then, of yeah, course then you're it's say easy yes, yeah. to see that that prayer was answered. However, like if you're, let's say you're interviewing for a job and you're praying, 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 and you get the job, then then it's easy to ascribe that answer to that prayer. But so then what happens if you don't get the job? Did God not answer that prayer?
1: Or is it just a different answer and not the yes. answer that you wanted?
0: yes. So I think this is so I think that God I know, I believe that God answers every prayer. I believe God answers every single prayer. I believe that we can pray for outcomes that we do not get. And yet I believe that whatever the outcome is that we receive, whatever the answer is that we get is the better thing for us if we have included God in that uh in 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 it. If yeah. we if you have included God in it and you've asked him for help and that thing doesn't happen then I think that whatever happens is the better outcome for you even if you can't see it. Yeah. Or, or, or believe it. And that's hard. I mean, that's really hard because we think we think that if we had this 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 and this then then everything would be perfect, yeah. right? Then everything would be okay, and so when we're in, where we're asking God for this, 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 and this and this, 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 and this doesn't happen, then we th- oftentimes I think we feel like God's abandoned. It's easy us. to be like,
1: thanks for nothing.
0: yeah yeah, but i I believe God answers every prayer, and that's why I ask him for a lot because and and I also have to work at it, but I trust that whatever the answer is is a better outcome for me, even if it makes my life harder or challenging. I feel like there, there's going to be a lesson. There's going to be something in that answer that's going to bless me that I can't see.
1: There's something there you need. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Even though it's hard. Really Definitely hard. hard. Um, this one, what happened to you and your boyfriend? Y'all were so cute.
1: Which one are they talking about? I think I know who they're talking about. Robert, I've only had
0: one boyfriend. I mean, I've only dated like really, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a long, yeah. Like Mm long-term, you know, real relationship. The real deal. And this is somebody that I didn't know, and so they follow me on Instagram, so it had to be somebody that saw a post, you know?
1: So now we're back to uh, what makes you uncomfortable. Yep. (laughs) This is
0: not going to be fun. (laughs) You know what? It just didn't work. It just didn't work. he, He wasn't my forever guy. And... He's a great guy. Um, he's just not my guy. Yeah. And and you know what? I can say that about. It, I, you know who taught me that? Mary Catherine Bass, my dear friend. You know she is she, like when I first started dating. If I didn't, if if I had gone out with a guy a handful of times, and I'm like, no way, like he's, blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, I would yeah, yeah. I would talk about all the things that were we're going to make it never work. And she was like, you need to stop doing that. Like she encouraged me. She was like, say all the good things about him and then just say, and but you know, he's just not for me. Yeah. Like you don't have to, why do you have to I like that. talk about the negative qualities about him or the things that you didn't like in order to justify why it didn't work? Like every single guy that she's ever gone out with, she's like, oh, he was so fabulous. He was so amazing. You know, he he just... He's not my guy.
1: You talk about the good things, though, too.
0: Yeah. Well, she taught me. So that's what I do. Yeah. Um, and you know, when I dated Robert, Robert was so, so much fun. Robert was exactly what I needed. At that time. At that time.
1: Yeah. I can totally relate to that.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that's, that was a blessing. You know. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Every relationship I've ever had, every relationship, every single person that comes along our path has something to show us. I or teach so us. agree with that. Yeah, and I think that's what we should focus on instead of what they're not. You know,
1: however long, how short, I yes. learned something about myself
0: for sure every time and uh, every person. And how grateful, like all of those things shape shape us into being the better version of ourselves if we allow it. Yeah, and and just because it didn't work out, it doesn't mean that guy or that girl sucked. Yeah, or. I don't know what the word, I mean.
1: That one is inadequate or bad or whatever.
0: Yes. Like you don't have to beat them down. Yeah. In fact, my daughter just broke up with her boyfriend and we were talking about how to do it. And there were some things about him that were hard for her. And I was like, let's not focus on those. Yeah. Let's not bring those up. He doesn't need that. You know, just, it's not, he's, he's not your guy right now. And that's, that's it. That's a, that's a, Good, he's not your guy. You know, she's not your girl. That's okay. God, that's okay.
1: It's still never easy to break up with someone.
0: No. No. <laughs> Would you rather break up with someone or be broken up with?
1: I guess I, oh God, I don't know. I mean, I never I've been broken up but I never had like a really painful breakup. So I usually want to say that. And then you're kind of the victim and it makes you feel better in a sense. But God, breaking up with somebody is so rough. Because it just makes everyone feel horrible. Yeah, I think that's worse.
0: I mean, I'm sweating thinking about how hard those conversations are. The worst. I mean, even if you're like sort of dating someone and you don't want to see him anymore, that sucks.
1: Yeah. But I never just do the ghosting thing, you know what I mean? you
0: cannot. If if you listen and you ghost, stop that. Like, be an adult.
1: I think I did that a few times in high school.
0: (laughs) Of course of course you did it in seventh grade. Yeah. But when you're in your when you're 20s adult, older, you got to, that, you got to not, not rules, you yeah. can't not, go, you cannot ghost. Yeah. You cannot ghost. Especially if you have been affectionate or intimate on any level. Like, yeah. come on.
1: That's irresponsible.
0: It's mean. Yeah. I mean mean. Um, Okay. Uh, Okay, this one. How to be okay with God when the mountain didn't move, the prayers weren't answered, the sick weren't healed, and the baby still died. Most days it is well with my soul, but sometimes when I'm preaching about how it's okay that I lost my daughter because God never lost her, I just think, wow, that sounds cheesy and sounds like crap even though I know it's true. Did my babies have to die just so God could show me blank? Why couldn't we just have it all? That's rough.
1: Yeah. But I can understand that question. Mm -hmm. Because now you don't worry, and now you have three kids. Yeah. That wouldn't have happened otherwise.
0: Yeah, no, not at all. I think that so she, so in a, just to sum up, she's asking how to be okay with God when you don't get what you want. Yeah. And I mean, I, I guess we've sort of addressed it, but I think that I think that it. You know what? I think you have to do. I think you have to understand who God is. To be okay with how He. Why He does what He does, or why He doesn't do what He doesn't do. Yeah. You know. God is not Santa Claus. You know, God is not Santa Claus. God is, it, it, there's nowhere, <laughs> nowhere is it written that if we do good, we get good.
1: Right, nobody's keeping points. No. It's not a reward system, you know? No,
0: and and you want to know what's so funny, is so many people take it so personal when tragedy strikes or when difficult things happen. Sure. You know, it's it's like somehow God did that. And yet... Look what, God allowed, look what God allowed to happen with his son. Like, if anybody's going to be pissed, it should be Jesus.
1: That's what made me think of the forsaken thing earlier.
0: Yes. Yes. I mean, if, anybody's, if anybody was going to throw a fit, it should be the guy who was perfect, who, who had to do this for us. But you he know? even
1: had those moments of feeling that. Yes. That, you know,
0: Why have you yeah, forsaken exactly. me? exactly. Where are you, God?
1: Yeah. There was that, you know, mm-hmm. abandoned uh, yeah. feeling.
0: And so I think that God understands those questions and those emotions and those feelings. But I think for this health and sake, for the sake of our souls, like getting past that and moving on to acceptance and um, acceptance is, I know I make it sound so easy, but if you don't get to that point, then you're just a ball of a mess for, for your life, you know? It's,
1: it doesn't surprise me that we have these questions, though, because I think a lot of your listeners are, listeners are fascinated with how you came out on the other side of all that, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'm fascinated. Some
1: people don't. Some people don't ever get over this kind of stuff. I know.
0: I do know that. And I, I do know that. And I know Not that you're over
1: it, but you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: no. But I know people who have have gone through extreme tragedy and have and it has changed the trajectory of their life in in a negative yeah. way.
1: They could turn to a, a substance yep. abuse or you could let it those negative emotions manifest in yeah. so many negative ways.
0: Yeah. Or you could just give up. You yeah. know? You could give, give up and your dreams or your hopes for whatever it is you've lost because it's gone. And I mean, you know, we interviewed a guy this morning and we'll post it next week, but I mean that he, he lost his wife and you know, somebody who loses like you could easily say, well, I'm never getting married again. Like I, I'm not going to put myself out there. Right. Cause yeah. when we've lost, it's scary. I mean, I, how I'm told you how terrified I am to, to get hurt. Yeah. You know? And, and it really does scare, like it does scare me. Uh, like it really, it terrifies me to think that I could get married and get divorced again. And yet if I get married, there's always that chance. Of course. You know, there's always no guarantees. There's no guarantees. And so it's risky, you know, it's risky after you've lost and after you've experienced immense pain to take that chance again. And I get that's why... it's a big leap of faith. Yeah, I get why people have hesitation or just don't even want to do it. But I, the greatest stories are the ones where you come back, you know? Everybody.
1: Well, that's why everyone wants to know the magic formula for how you did that. <laughs> and, you know, there isn't Gosh, one.
0: I just, it, it's, It's a lot of... It's a lot of a lot. It's a lot of Jesus. It's a lot of conversations with myself. It's a lot of great friendships. It's, I mean, it's community. It's faith. It's a good glass of wine every once in a while. Sure. I mean, you know, whatever it takes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, uh, okay. I always wondered, this is the next question, and... I think this is... I think we only have two more.
1: All right. Don't be surprised if we stretch those to who God knows how long.
0: <laughs> okay. No pun intended. Uh, next question. I always wondered why you left HPUMC. We still miss you. It's so nice. Um, so I worked at Highland Park Methodist Church for 10 years. And I left... Uh, I left because it was an incredibly demanding job. My kids were young, and they needed me, and I knew they needed me. And, you know, being, being a pastor is kind of like being a doctor on call all the time. Sure. You know, if the church needs you, you have to go. And I, I had felt that burden for a long time, and, but there was one day, that changed, changed everything. And Georgie, he was, let's see, this was 2000. I want to say 12, 13. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it, so it doesn't matter. A lot younger. I yes.
0: So this was a long time ago. Yeah. And he, um, he was, I was home. I would picked him up from school, but I was working and in the kitchen and he was outside shooting hoops and he came in and he's like, hey, mama, can you come play basketball with me? And I was like, of course, I'd love to. I said, I'll be, I'm finishing up an email. I'll be right out. And he was like, OK, I'll go wait. And so he's outside. I hear the basketball Da da da. my phone rings. It's the church. I answer it. Somebody in the church had committed suicide.
1: So, yeah, there's a crisis.
0: And I had to go. And so I hung up the phone and I was sitting there and I was crying because I knew the man who had done that. And I was like sitting there, tears coming down, and here comes Georgie. And he's like, Mama, come on, are you ready? And I said, Baby, I'm so sorry. I have to go. And he looked at me and he goes, It's okay. You always have to go. Oh. And I was like, I, I, can't, yeah. I can't, can't do, do this, this anymore. anymore. Yeah. Like it was, and, and like he was so, it was like all the air came out of mm-hmm. the balloon, you know? And it was just time for me to come home. And I felt very convicted about it. And I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did. And you know what? Now I get to do all the things that I love that I did at the church on my time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, my way. And I don't have a boss, and that's fabulous, yeah, and you know you know you know what else, I think it would be very difficult to be single and on that stage, um because I think that there people have a lot of opinions about you, do
1: you think they judge someone who's single in that position?
0: Oh, I think they would wanna know I would
1: think so too.
0: Dating, uh how I na- yeah. how what I do, where I go, how I navigate. You I mean you're supposed to be the poster child for how to so navigate,
1: you know, everything. a proper life. Yeah. Or whatever you want to call yes. it. Whatever people yeah. consider normal. Or- yes.
0: And and I just think that when you're married, it's that's an easier it's easier to stand on a stage. Um because I don't know.
1: Do you have some sense of leading by example yes. in a weird way that, yes. you know, just because of societal norms?
0: Yes. Yes. So I think that would be a lot more difficult. And I just thank God he got me off that stage before I went through my divorce. Like that, that was a God thing because there's no way I could have gone through that on, like, there's no way I would have felt. Like I had anything to offer anyone in those dark, dark, dark days. Yeah. I I think God just That would have been brutal. Yes. God really saved me with that. Um Okay. I think I said it was that the last one? Was it? Hold on. I'm reading. Because I, I was going from the bottom up.
1: Go ahead and check.
0: Uh uh-uh, uh podcast. Here, yeah, just for fun, yeah. I'll
1: put some music on. Longer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought, okay,
0: I think that's it.
1: Really, I don't know why I thought you, there was one more.
0: I think, yeah. I really wanna... Oh, do you make money on your podcast? You answered that. Oh, I answered that last week. Yep. Okay. No. <laughs> Not right now. But I could. I could. Um, And I hope I just resigned from my job to go do all of this stuff full time. And so um, if you do like The Remedy, please contribute.
1: We have some headhunters, too, in that department who are wanting to sponsor you, find sponsors for you.
0: uh, Yeah, come on. I'll sponsor. All right. You can sponsor. Your company can sponsor an episode or episodes. You can individually. We're grateful for all of it. I'm so grateful for The Remedy. And Kevin, I'm so grateful for you.
1: I'm grateful for you too, Tove.
0: Especially in the season of Thanksgiving. We have yeah. Thanksgiving coming up.
1: Oh, are you going to do a Thanksgiving episode? I am. All right.
0: What to be grateful for. Perfect. Did I do that? I did that last year. Was I think it was just first called first...
1: Things I'm Thankful For.
0: Yeah. I think that might have been my Your first. first
1: solo. Yeah. Yep. I think you're right.
0: Not the last. Nope. <laughs> All right. Love y'all. Have a beautiful week. Thanks for listening.